Hi, welcome to a brand new episode of Shades of Us, the review. I am Ramat. I started listening to a playlist on YouTube when the song I am about to review came up. I had completely forgotten about the song until the opening lines of the song began and all my memories came back to the fore. I am talking about none other than Runaway Love by Ludacris with accompanying vocals by Mary J. Blige. Okay, so let's get into some facts about the artist and the song. As usual, I'll start with facts about the artist. I'll be looking at Ludacris today. He's a rapper and actor from Atlanta, Georgia, known for his boisterous lyrics and dirty South uh, sound. He's also Gabonese, I heard. He did his lineage tracing or DNA tracing and, and he found out he's from Gabon. He made his mainstream breakthrough in 2000 with his second album, Back to the First Time, and has since become a label boss, restaurateur, philanthropist and actor amongst other things. He's also a regular in the Fast and Furious film franchise. Ludacris was born Christopher Brian Bridges in Champaign, Illinois on September 11, 1977 as the only child of college students Roberta and Wayne. His parents split when he was young, although he remained close to both of them, and he moved to Atlanta with his mom around the age of 12. He has been rapping since the age of nine, and before the move to Atlanta, he was a member of childhood group The Loudmouth Who Hooligans. I mean, it's fitting, you would say. In 2014, Ludacris married Gabonese model Eudoxy. I cannot for the life of me pronounce her surname. And they have a daughter called Cadence Gale. Uh, he also has three other daughters from previous relationships. He has uh, Kai Bella, Karma Bridges, and Shaila Scott. For his music, Ludacris has won an MTV Music Video Award and three Grammy Awards. Amazing. Now let's talk about the song Runaway Love. Oh, this song was released February 12, 2007. It was recorded in 2006 and the genre is conscious hip-hop and R&B. It is a song that is 4 minutes 41 seconds long and it was released under DTP and Dev Jam labels. The song was written by Christopher Bridges, whom we have now known as Ludacris, Douglas Davis, Kerry Hilson, which is something that surprised me when I was doing the research for this, Jamal Jones, and Richard Walters. It was produced by Paulo Dodon and J.R. Rotem. Runaway Love is the third single released from Ludacris's fifth album, Release Therapy, which was released in 2006. The song, which features Mary J. Blige on the vocals, reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. The song was performed at the 2007 Grammy Awards show by Ludacris, Mary J. Blige, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. A remix of the song is available by T-Pain featuring Cassie. Each one of the three verses of a fictional account telling the troubles in the life of three runaway female pre-adolescents shows that Ludacris kind of evolved from what people knew him from, you know, singing about holes in his area code to being more conscious about the issues that were affecting women. The music video for Runaway Love was directed by Jesse Terreno and Ludacris originally wanted Spike Lee to direct the video, which is something I find interesting. I didn't know he did music videos. I know he's fantastic, he's amazing, he's revolutionary in terms of film, but I didn't think he even had the time to do music videos. But yeah, Ludacris wanted him to direct it, but he was unavailable due to filming uh, the motion picture film Miracle at St. Anna. So Spike Lee couldn't have done it because of time, but I don't 
don't know if he had time, would he have done it? I don't know. The music video premiered on the internet on November 29, 2006 on Yahoo Music. Uh, a day later, it was released on television on BET's 106 and Park as a new joint. It is weird that these two things, these two platforms are not as important anymore. In fact, 106 and Park isn't even in existence anymore. They close up shop. And Yahoo Music, does anybody really use Yahoo mu Music anymore? I don't know, but that's what happened. That was also happening in 2006. So whilst the album Release Therapy was, was released to largely mixed reception, Runaway Love drew general acclaim for music critics. People loved the song. I mean, what is there not to love? It talked about issues. It was conscious. It was respectful. It was open in a way that, that showed the pain that could trail little girls right and i mean what's there not to love about the song in particular many people praised ludicrous and the serious subject matter addressed on the song and the stylistic and um, thematic departure from his previous work again like i said ludicrous was the person singing about holes in his area code and now he was thinking about what affected women on on a more structural more systemic level and he showed a maturity on this song that was completely, completely different from what he had done before. So yes, it had to be liked. Having said all of this history and whatnot, let's talk about the parts of the song that I absolutely love. First, I have to put this out there. I like almost everything about the song. I, it was so hard picking up the lines I liked because each of the lines was connected to each other because it was a story that was being told. So if, for example, it was talking about little Lisa or little Nicole or little Erica, all the lines were intertwined. So what I will do is talk about each of the verses as opposed to each of the, the lines, which is what I usually do. So let's start with Lisa's story. Now little Lisa's only nine years Years old. She's trying to figure out why the world is so cold. So the first account involves Lisa, a nine-year-old girl who has never met her father or her family. And her mother is addicted to drugs and she brings men home at different times of the night. And then when her mom is rendered unconscious from the drugs, these same men that the mother has brought home go on to Lisa's room and molest her. And even when she tries to resist, they beat her up, right? So Lisa tries to explain this to her mother, but her mother does not believe her. She's an addict. She's bringing men from everywhere. She doesn't even believe her daughter. And so Lisa decides it's time to leave. For me, it's so sad because this is the reality of so many girls across the world where they try to tell the adults that are, that they have in their lives that they are being molested and the adults do not believe them. And it is sad. So Lisa's story, oh, it's like, no. First, nobody should be molesting, abusing a child. And anybody who does that should be punished. But then to have your mother, your family members, people close to you not believe you, Oh, it's terrible. Nobody should have to face that. The next part I'll be talking about is Nicole's story. Little Nicole is only 10 years old. She's steady trying to figure why the world is so cold. In this verse, we're introduced to Nicole, who is a 10-year-old girl. She believes that she's not beautiful. She doesn't think anybody likes her. She wonders why her life is the way it is. As a child, that is already too much that she's dealing with. Her stepfather is an alcoholic and he physically abuses her. And then her school teachers are, are constantly asking her what's going on but she's still trying to protect her stepfather because 
you know, for whatever reason, she's saying no, she's nothing. Whereas maybe talking to a teacher may spare her from it. But then she's, she doesn't know because she's a child. She's not able to process all of that. And she thinks that her whole life is a mess until she meets her friend, you know, Stacy, And she connects and she feels that this person gets me and loves me. And, and so I love this person. And then Stacy gets shot in a drive-by and she's she's gone. Nicole is completely broken because she feels she's alone in the world and she thinks that running away is the best option for her again no child in fact no adult should have to go through this but especially no child should have to have this kind of boarding of being beaten of being abused and then to be protective of their stepfathers or the, the people who are abusing them and to feel at 10 years old that they are so alone and so unloved and so unliked no no child should have to feel that and finally we get to little erica's story little erica is 11 years old She's steady trying to figure why the world is so cold. So in this verse, we hear of Erica, who's an 11 year old girl who is already taking drugs to escape a pain that is already in her life because she's feeling guilt. She's having sex with a boy who is 16 years old. And because she thinks that he loves her, that because he's with her, he loves her. She doesn't use protection. So she gets pregnant and the boy as suspected, leaves her. So she feels like, okay, now I'm pregnant. I don't have no boyfriend. I abuse drugs. But the bigger thing is she doesn't even have money to get an abortion if that is what she wants to do. No abortion. And now she has to deal with her mother who she knew was going to just really, really overreact and cause a lot of problems for her. And then she decides to run away. Again, a child who is taking drugs at 10 means that there's an availability for that child. Nobody should be selling drugs to children, even to adults. But, you know, adults can make their decisions, but nobody should sell drugs to children. And then for her to have a feeling of pain that she's using drugs to escape from, already it speaks of so much that is bad. And to have a 16-year-old boy, now both of them are children. So you you don't expect me to go home and say, oh, she, she shouldn't have a boyfriend. He's 16, yes, but he's also a child. So if he were 18, I would have said, you know, what was an 18 year old doing with a 16 year old, with an 11 year old girl, right? I think with comprehensive sexuality education, she would have understood that sex was not in any way love. And she would have been able to maybe if she was having sex, deciding to have sex, think of contraceptives. But again, a child at that point should not be thinking about that. I cannot overemphasize it. She was 11 years old. She had no reason to be thinking about that. And then the fact that she was thinking about having an abortion and, you know, nobody would even listen to her. So that, oh, it is so much, so, so stressful. And I think the worst part was not having a mother she could run to when things were bad. That for me was the crux for me. She should have been able to go to her mother. And so it shows neglect, it shows poor parenting, and it shows that, you know, this child was going through the, the walks. But for me, I think the best part uh, that I will say, apart from all of this part of the stories that I have said, is when um, Mary J had that refrain. So Mary J is a hip-hop soul queen. And, she, you know, she carries the soul of whatever song she sings perfectly and she did that very well in the refrain so i do have a part of the song that i don't like at all and it is where Ludacris said picture us running away together so do me a favor right now and close your eyes 
and picture us running away together. So now, if he, it was Mary J who said it, especially because they were young girls, if she was the one who said it, I would have had no problem with it. But because he was an older man and they are young girls, the idea of, you know, picture me running away together. I know the idea is that we all listening to the song are the ones who are saying, picture us running away together from your problems. Yes. But it also means, you know, they could be men, predators and whatnot. It can be misunderstood. I know where it's coming from, but it can be misunderstood, which is why I don't like that line of the song i would say this is one of the most conscious songs by male rap artists for issues affecting young girls in communities now it is expected that men talk about issues affecting boys it's also expected that they can do you know some songs and then mention issues affecting girls and the likes but to do a whole song that talks about the things that young girls deal with for me it was amazing coming from someone who has such a potty mouth and many times was a misogynistic rapper i mean i've got holes in your area code um it was a welcome development to see him talk about girls talk about the issues affecting them and dedicate the entire song to issues affecting pre-adolescent girls and you know to see how they could be helped i absolutely love the song i think it was fierce it was real it was powerful and it is relevant even till today i will rate it a solid nine over ten but that's my opinion have you heard the song what do you think about it share your views in the comment section remember you can suggest a song that you'd like to see reviewed and i'll definitely get on it for you that's about it on the show today. Listen to the end of the podcast to find out ways to contact me. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. on our different platforms. It's hugs and kisses from a mat. Bye. Yeah. That's a wrap on today's podcast. Like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us, or you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Media. Tell us any song, album, movie, or series you think will make for a great review by sending an email to shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or a WhatsApp message to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening. Bye.